Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Adoption Chronicles. This is the, the podcast where adoptees and people with adoption and these types of stories come on and tell us their story in their words. We've had people from all around Australia coming on and telling us their story from Perth to Brisbane down to Melbourne and today we're very lucky to have our first international guest Jeremy Bryant, all the way from America. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Glad to be here. You've got a um, a slightly unique story which involves uh, adoption. Tell us your your story. Where it, where does it start? It starts at the beginning, obviously, but it's a unique it's a unique start. Yes. Well, basically, to start with my story, I before I was even born, my mother and father got married yep my father had cancer when he was in college right and so he had he had radiation and the cancer killed uh, the radiation killed his boys his soldiers his right. sperm however you want to put it yep so they got married and they tried having kids and that's when they realized that he all, all of his cell all his sperm cells were inactive right so they tried for a while. They tried for a long time. They tried a bunch of different methods to try to conceive children because they wanted children. Of course. And yep. finally, they decided to go with in vitro fertilization. Right. IVF. Yep. And basically, that's how I was created. It cost a good amount of money in the, back in the 80s, as it does. It's a little bit better in cost nowadays, from what yep. I understand. But back then, it was ridiculously expensive for people to do it. Yeah. But they, and they did it, and my, 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 they picked out a donor out of a catalog, like picking a movie out of a catalog. And wow! Yeah, they tried to find they tried they tried to find someone who was German ancestry, like my father. Yep, who was blonde, like 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 my father. The only difference was they looked. For, my mom wanted to look for a guy who was 
taller because my dad was on the short side. He was like five seven, five eight, five nine his whole life. Okay. Yep. Well, actually, even even shorter than that. Like probably probably like five 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 four even. But, yeah, you're um, right. So they picked out who they thought was the best candidate, and they used them for me. And in May of 1988, I was born. No complications. No worries. Awesome. And they and then two years later. Well, not even two, like a year later, they used the same donor to conceive my brother, right. who was born in, was born in March of 1990. So, right. So you've got so they used the same donor, and then yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say yes. Yeah, so you've got one brother, or how many siblings have you got? That's that's just one brother because at that point they had the two kids they wanted. They didn't want any more kids at that point. Fair enough. Because they had two they had two they had two boys who were 20, 22 months apart. So right. That's a ha- that's enough of a handful. Absolutely. So, whereabouts so, did you grow up? Are you still living in the area that you grew up? I guess for everyone who's listening, no. in, whereabouts in America are you living? Well, I am currently living in Gardner, Massachusetts, right, which is on the east east coast of America. For anybody who doesn't know, yep. And and I moved. I just bought my first house here in November, right, and. I was originally from, we originally were born in Kingston, New York, though. Okay. Which, for those who don't know, it's the original state capital of New York. It was a big city during the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812. Yep. American American history there for you. But, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And the Redcoats actually burned down Kingston in the War of 1812. Right. Okay. So... They had to rebuild it completely, almost. Yep. And from that, from that, and then so to get out of the history lesson. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 grew up in a small town outside of Kingston called Tilson, New York. It's a small little suburban town. Yep. And we grew we we grew up there until I was twenty, until my brother was eighteen. Right. And that's when our our house got foreclosed on at that point, and my mom moved to Massachusetts. And my dad stayed in New York. He, they were they were divorced at that time already for years. So okay. I ended up moving in with my fa- I ended up moving in with my father. Yep. And my my brother was in college, and he ended up staying in Buffalo, New York, where he went to college. Right. And my father my father lived like like twenty minutes away in a town called Hurley, New York. But, okay. No worries. So just um, I guess winding it back a little bit. As a kid growing up, were you aware of your situation? um no we we were not we were not aware for many years many years i mean i found out when i was 13 or 14 because at that point my parents were going through the divorce Uh uh-huh and they're still living together in the same house my father was in bedrooms but they're going through a divorce and basically one day i came home from school and i was watching tv in the living room and my mom came in and sat down on the couch across me and she just said there's something i want to tell you but i don't know if i should right and i started guessing things i thought some things to be funny some things i thought might be true yeah and i'm like josh isn't really my brother is he and she's like no and i'm like and the second or third thing i guessed was dad's not our real dad is he and she basically was like how did you guess that i'm like we look nothing like him we've talked about it we we look nothing like him we're t- we're already getting taller than him at third i'm a, i'm on 13 i'm already almost taller than him yeah so i'm like we just look nothing like him we have we always thought we just had more of our mom more of our mom's genes than his like that yep. came through yeah but 
And then when she told me, and she just said, she's like, and then she basically told me that point, like, you're right. And then my brother came out and she, and he's like, what's going on? And I told him like what mom just told me basically. Yeah. Was that a draw dropping moment? Not as much as you would expect it to be, or as it is for some other donor conceived children. Yep. Because we'll get into this later, but I'm in a group with a bunch of them and we get new half siblings every so often, especially around Christmas. Cause that's when, people buy 23andMe or Ancestry DNA kits for gifts. Right. And there are, we've had a few female and male siblings that have siblings that we, the head of our group kind of reaches out to and they want nothing to do with us. They don't believe us. They think Mm -hmm. we're lying to them about, I mean, how can we lie? The DNA is showing you the results right there. But but we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. But yeah, but it wasn't that so to me it wasn't as jaw dropping or to my brother the rest of my family got extremely pissed off at my mother telling us right her parents my grandparents were were my grandfather was so upset he's like you never should have told them that i was relieved i, I mean not relieved relieved would be the wrong word but i was yeah. i was happy because i i felt like they should have told us sooner yeah yeah because it's something that i think kids have a right to know if they were conceived that way. Like once they understand the birds and the bees, explain to them what happened. Yes. And the situation that happened with us basically was my father, my mom called my father and said like, Hey, they know about it. Like they know about, they know about the donor being donor conceived. They know you were not their biological father. Right. And my dad drove from his car dealership slash Hertz rent a car business. He owned. Yeah. Uh, from Kingston to Telson in like record time. And I just could remember me and my brother were in the garage because we saw him pull up and we went out to the garage. Yep. And he just came up, he came up to both of us and he just hugged us and he was basically crying. And he's like, I don't, he's like, I didn't want you to find out. He's like, I don't want you to think I'm not really, your, he's like, I don't want, I, don't, I am your father. I don't want to yeah. be any other way. Yeah. And we both said to him, like, we, we, we hugged him back and like in a group hug and we're like, you are our father. There's yeah. no, no one else could be our father. You are like, yeah, you always been there for us you he was my best friend yeah for most of my life my father yep. i mean he he passed in 2017 actually uh. from the cancer he had when he was in college he had a he was having heart surgery done back in 2017 and i guess the they found out the radiation like destroyed the sac that's around his heart uh. that's around everybody's heart that protects your heart okay and i guess after the, after the surgery he woke up once crashed right away and then never woke up again wow Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's it's been a good five years. It's been a good five year. Oh, not good, but it's been yeah, five yeah. years now, and yeah, it's just been. It sucks. I lost my best friend. Yeah, but I guess though, with that, the the truth was out there, and that didn't change your relationship, which is a real positive as well. Yeah, it didn't change our relationship. I mean, I've heard a lot of other stories about donor conceived kids and how like it actually does affect the relationship with the parents because they stop trusting their parents yeah and they just feel like their parents are the enemies at that point and i've heard of some who become addicts because of it or attempt suicide because of it because they feel like they weren't created they feel like they were created in a lab or something they feel like they're yeah. science kids and that's part of the unique nature of our part of society in that there are so many questions that each individual asks about our history, our individual history that are not necessarily based in 
the reality of the situation because decisions get made by parents for the best and with the best intentions and the children can go on tangents with their thoughts and it's perfectly natural. Yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, some kids just, we were well-balanced kids. We mentally, we were, we were well-balanced kids and we were, we were both fat kids. So we weren't really well-balanced physically, but (laughs) we were (laughs) well-balanced mentally and we could handle finding out. And we always suspected something was off because we didn't look like our father. Yeah. We just didn't. I mean, it was pretty obvious to see and yeah, we could, we could fool ourselves and say, oh, we look more like mom. Yeah. yeah, That's what most of the family just told us always, but yeah. I guess it's a little bit similar to adoption in that the story, it's a little bit like a middle name. It's there. It's not going anywhere. It's the truth of the matter, but it's not open the public. Like it's not something that you walk into a room and announce and introduce yourself with your full name. You just say your first name and away you go. Did you tell your friends or did um, any of your schoolmates find out and did anything change for you after that? No, we really didn't. We really didn't bring it up at all. I mean, our mom would try to bring it up sometimes if she was trying to, in the divorce, if she was trying to be nasty towards my father, she'd bring it up. Right. But we never brought it up because we didn't. It didn't really change us. We just. No. It didn't change our minds about anything because our father was our father. He was a good. Yeah. He was a good, hardworking man who cared about his kids. Like it's all that ever mattered. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So moving on then. Your story developed further after that then, obviously. Yes. Um, so I finished high school. I went to two different community colleges in New York. And after my first one, first community college, I moved, in, I moved in with my father until he moved to Florida in 2015. Yep. And basically, or 2014 or somewhere around there. And yep. In 2014, yeah. And then I lived with a roommate in our trailer up on a nice mountain side trailer park it was actually a very nice trailer park against yep. stereotypes but okay and i lost my job in 2015 uh, lost it in like February, january 2015 so i moved to massachusetts to, to go live with my mom because i financially just need help yeah yeah and when i came to massachusetts we i believe it was in 2016 i just decided to buy an ancestry actually it was after it was 2017 because it was after my father died. Right. I bought a and I I was at a pharmacy waiting for medicine, and I saw two ancestry kits just sitting there, and I was thinking about it, and I went home and I ordered them online, I believe. Okay. Off a Groupon or off a Groupon or something, and I we got them in the mail, and me, and my mom both did them just for, you know, shits and giggles, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't expecting anything to come out of it other than my ancestry, my heritage, but. Yep. And when it came back, it turned out I was majority European Jewish is what they called it. Okay. It's what they classify the people as. Yep. And on Ancestry, they give you a family tree of people that have done Ancestry as well. And you could fill in the blanks if you want to, but there's always anybody who has an Ancestry profile shows up on the family tree if they're related to you. Right. So my mom. My mom showed up because she did the same thing, obviously. Yes. My mom's sister showed up. My mom's sister showed up, and a couple other random family members showed up who have done it in the past that yep. were distant relatives or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I and it was cool, and everything was fine. I studied the results for a few days just to get the best out of it, and then nothing really happened out of it for about a couple weeks, and then 
I get a message from a girl and she says, Hey, I think she's because she was on my family tree, but I never, I didn't bother trying to contact anybody that I didn't recognize or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Why just, why just rub other people's lives if there's something weird in their life? Fair enough. So, so she contacts me and she says, Hey, she's like, You are my half brother, I believe. She's like, Were you Dorner conceived? And I, at, obviously at that point, I already knew I was. So I yeah. said, Yeah, I was. And I told her the whole story I just told you. Yes. And she says, she was like, well, she's like, we, she's like me and two other half sisters of mine all kind of already met, all kind of already like met each other and know each other because we've talked. And do you want to know who your biological father is? Wow. And, and were you sitting down at that point? Um, Yes, because I was, <laughs> I was in my <laughs> office at my old job. I got right. before COVID. Yeah. So. I was sitting at my computer reading reading the message on Ancestry, and I was just kind of like, it kind of was exciting more than anything. I wasn't even like shocked. I was just excited because here's a part of myself I thought I never would get to really know. And it's just cr- crazy that it just came out of the blue when someone messaged me. And so I ended up getting pictures sent to me of my three half sisters at that point Caitlin, Amber, and Karen. They were, they all really were from the same part of New York we wore. We were all conceived from donors from the from the same donor at Albany Hospital in Albany at a hospital in Albany, New York, which is the capital of New York. Okay, and it turns out that's where our donor went to college to be a doctor. Was that hospital, and they he went there in the eighties to be a doctor. Right. So he was donating. Apparently, it was a big thing for colleges that at that time to get people they thought were appropriate to be sperm donors in order to make some extra side cash. That's right too. And I remember cause I'm, uh, I was going through the end of high school in the late eighties. And so that I guess is when our, our age group, we started to become a lot more aware of, uh, I guess the American culture because we saw a lot of American TV here and we're aware the payment for donor. For, for sperm donors. And so we, obviously, the boys at that age group, we all looked at each other and went, no, nah, we don't get paid for it here. <laughs> so the boys in, in, in America obviously get paid. And so you probably got a lot more donations over there, I'd assume. Um, You did and you didn't because there was only, I believe there's only less than a dozen like major sperm banks in the in the United States at that time. Okay. And they were very they were very picky about who they picked, supposedly. Okay. At that I mean, it's come out now that maybe they weren't so picky and maybe right. they didn't look into things the way they should have. Yeah. Uh-huh. But because I've heard other stories about people donor conceived children who got diseases and that's how they found out they're donor conceived because it's a genetic disease and someone in your family had to have it oh, for you to get it. Right. So and some some of them have passed away, be, unfortunately, because of that. Wow! So they were not doing the sperm banks were not doing the regulating they should have been. Yeah. With actually checking the family's medical history and genetic history and all that. Yeah, I guess they're. Yeah, that's um, that's a real shame. But yeah, so Amber's the one who contacted me. Okay. And she she sent me the picture of her, Caitlin, and Karen together. Yep. And then she sent me the picture I was dying to see, and it's funny because. I saw three girls, and two of the one of them had a face exactly like mine. Yeah, a girl on a girl. Yeah, right. And two the other two had the other two had a face exactly like my like my full blood brother, 
on the, but on a girl. Right. So it was kind of creepy in a way to see that because <laughs> it's like course. something. It's like it's like if you go to one of those machines in a mall when you were a kid and like you get your picture taken, like you could transform her to look like a girl uh-huh. or yep. anything else you wanted to look yep. like. Yep. It's it's kind of creepy but kind of cool at the same time. And yeah. She she said, "Hey, the three of us have we all know of each other. We all know we exist, and this is your father." And she sent me a picture of a man I later came to know as Kurt Rosen, who was he he was a very popular donor in his college and apparently they went back to him more than any of the other boys to get them more samples okay yeah right and he he moved out to california eventually with his partner and he became a he retired from being a doctor from being a doctor which he did graduate college and become a doctor yep and he just lives his life out now with his partner like he likes to travel he likes to do biking and other outdoor activities he's just a very active man and he never had any kids of his own, though, because he doesn't like kids. He didn't want kids. Okay. So when, do you know if at the time when he had, he was donating, whether or not he was aware of the potential for the meeting of his children? Or do you, or was that, because I know there was um, part of the adoption stories here in Australia, when uh, adopted parents were, collecting children, their children in the 60s or picking them up from the hospital, they were pretty much told that the book's closed. Yes. And, yeah, that's another big topic with donor-conceived children and donor-conceived activism nowadays is because in a lot of countries now, like I know some European countries, some South American countries, and some Asian countries, you can know once you're a certain age who your donor is, you can see the files. Yeah. And that way you know if you have any medical issues or whatnot. And in America, they are still fighting to get that passed so that we can, so that once they reach 18 or 13 or wherever they want it to be, yep, we will be able to see who our donor is. And because when Kurt did it, he was told the books are closed. Yeah. None of them will ever contact you. None of them will ever know who you are. Well, we'll, that he knows that would exactly be the way it worked out. Yeah. And do you know if he's, I guess by the fact that he's, I guess, amiable to contact, uh, would that mean that he was, yeah, obviously okay with it? Well, Amber was the first person to find him. Right. Because she, she matched with someone on her ancestry, 23 of me or ancestry kit she did. That was Kurt's nephew, I believe. Okay. And, so she contacted him and she tried to figure out like why she matched with him. Yep. And I guess the nephew just said like, uh, I don't think we should talk to each other. <laughs> like, and he basically backed off for a while and yeah. refused to talk to her. And eventually he came back though. And like he said, like you may be my, my uncle was a sperm. My uncle was a sperm donor. He, he, you may be related to him in some way. And Amber kept asking to meet, like, well, not to me, but to find out more information about Kurt. Yep. And eventually Kurt, at, at first Kurt just kept saying, no, 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 I don't want to be, I don't want to get involved with this. I don't want to be involved with the samples I gave that came to life. Yeah. And, but eventually he broke down. He said, you know what? What's it going to hurt to talk to them? Yeah. He's like, they're not going to, I mean, as long as, I mean, my thinking would always be as long as they don't ask me for money or something, then what's the big deal about just talking to them and letting them know things? Yeah. 
And at first he was just only going to like tell her about like his family's medical history and whatnot. So she would know if she had to worry about anything or anything to expect. Yeah. But eventually he met all three of my half sisters Yep. at the same time. And they filmed the documentary actually with him and they released it. It's on, it's on YouTube. I forget what it's called. It came out a few years ago. Okay. And eventually Amber, we eventually we had other half brothers start popping up after me. My brother did too. Right. Um, I believe the, the first one to pop up was Tom, who was, the, he was our first half brother to pop up. And then there was another pair of brothers who were full blood brothers, like me and my brother. Yep. Trevin and Trevor, Trevin and Brandon, they came out and then now there's another one, Paul, but he's in our, he's in our Facebook group chat. We do for our donor Christie family, yep. which is actually what it's called. Yep. DC family. But, okay. And but he doesn't really talk to us yet as much. Right. But he's and then there's watching been a few and... other there's been a few there's been a few other ones like I like I mentioned that just want nothing to do with us. Yep. They think we're lying or they're trying to deal with their own family drama about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And and that's part of this bigger picture as well is that every person's story is unique and they're dealing not only with the realization of what they may have been told as a kid and that's been changed or who knows what what they're going through so yeah it's all very very interesting yeah i mean it's been a it's been a crazy ride and then this this past this year actually amber's one of amber's friends worked with her to create a podcast called biohacked okay with secrets right and the fir- the first two or three episodes of it dealt with amber's story about how she discovered she was donor conceived, how she met Kurt, how she found out who Kurt was, and how she, and then there's even there's even an interview with Kurt in the podcast as well. Right. Where he talks about his thoughts on the whole process and his history uh, from when he was in college to now, basically. Right. Yep. Okay. And yeah. And they also in the later episode, after they leave that story, they go into about all the different aspects of a world of donor conceived children, and which there are a lot of them. I mean there's a Facebook groups for them. And there's a lot of angry people. There's a lot of angry kids in those Facebook groups who want answers and are really pissed off and not getting them. Yeah. And easy to understand how it's so emotive. Um, and it's the same in the adoption circles. Uh, there's a lot of emotion attached to it, which is completely fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the same premise being adopted and being donor-conceived because you yeah. don't, but I mean, I guess the only benefit of donor-conceived is you know who one of your parents is at least fully. Yeah. And yep. I guess that's one advantage, but other than that, it's pretty similar. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So what happened next? What's the next part um, of your story? Well, I mean, that's, I mean, the podcast coming out was the newest thing that happened in our story, basically, and my brother, my 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 full blood brother, has met one half brother, and he's met, I believe, all three half sisters. If at least two of them, if not all three. Yep. And because he he travels he travels a lot, and I mean we're all a little more spread out now because of COVID. Everybody moved like a lot a lot of them moved away from like they were all ba- a, lot, a couple of them were based in New York City, and they moved away from New York City during COVID. Okay. So it's- I mean. But we keep saying we got to do like a reunion type thing where we all meet up one place and get to know each other more. Yeah. We've, we've done, we've done video group chats around the holidays and stuff where we 
show our kids off to each other and yep. like it's just it's it's interesting because their kids look somewhat like me when I look at a when I look at them on the camera I'm like wow they do have some of my features yeah because they're my they're my blood and yeah yet they're not same name or same relation really even yeah yeah totally it'll be um yeah really interesting to 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 see that so have you got any idea of how many half brothers and sisters that you've got is there any way to find out well based on the amount of samples that kurt says he gave estimated of course because he doesn't remember every time he went to room and yeah. did a little slapping of the pud you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah we gotta have a we estimate that it could be anywhere from 30 to 100 i mean who knows because yeah they use they, they can use one sample for more than one kid yeah true so i mean it's just it's insane. I mean, it's it's like that Vince Vaughn movie where he finds out he's the father of like a hundred kids or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that would I have mean, been interesting to see. I mean, that's a very loose basis of what it's like. Yeah, yeah, and obviously that's comedy as well. But um, so they tend oh, to take yeah. that to the nth degree. And I mean, I've I've talked with Kurt once through email for a little bit. Yeah, but I've never I never talked to him on the phone. But yet when we did our christmas video chat this past year my one of the half sisters said like she's like you sound so much like kurt to yeah, me yeah right and i mean i have the same nose as him the same jawline the same eyes somewhat i mean my mom's eyes are in there too but yeah. somewhat his eyes yep it's interesting i mean it it's my it's mind-blowing kind of because it's just it's a whole new world i mean i i literally ran home to my mom when i first found out i had a half three half sisters in the who my real father was, I print out, I, I went to my, I sent the photos to myself an email and I showed her, I'm like, that's my biological father. And she looked at it, she's like, oh my God, he does look like you. Yeah. Because she would have no idea as well. No, I mean, his name wasn't in the file they looked at. It was just a picture, it was a picture of him yep. when he was in college, which was 30 years ago at that point. So yep. he's going to look a lot different, obviously. And yeah, it's just his stats, basically. I mean, it's, it's like ordering it's like getting it it's like picking out a dog at an adoption center basically it's the same thing as picking out a donor yeah so what other have you got personality traits that are similar to him or anything like that that you can say oh yeah well i've gone down a similar road like um i guess that comes into the uh question of um nature versus nurture in that some people think that we're biologically predisposed to go down a certain path, whereas there's another train of thought where our environment uh, forms us. Have you gone down yeah, I, something like that? Um, I mean, I mean, he's a very intelligent man. That's why they picked him, because he had a high IQ and yep. he was going to be a doctor. So obviously he had to have a high IQ to mm. become a doctor back then. I mean... I don't know if that's the case anymore or not, but it's not right. a place to judge that. Yep. But, and I mean, I was always very intelligent. <laughs> and so was my brother. We were both always very intelligent growing up. We always yep. were straight A students all the way through high school and whatnot. Okay. It wasn't until, even in my first college, I was a straight A student and my brother was the same. Yep. I mean, but I guess the nurture part though is he was, we got it, well, Maybe it is nature because my mom's side has always been overweight and both my brother and I were very overweight as children. We were chubby kids. Yep. And my, 
I stayed that way until I had surgery a couple months ago, basically. Right. I mean, I would go up, I would go up and down over the years and whatnot, but my brother lost it all playing football in, in high school. And okay. he, since then he states, he, he stayed skinny basically. Right. So maybe he did get Kurt's like athleticness because Kurt is very athletic and he likes to do long bike rides, like on vacations and whatnot. So yep. maybe, maybe he did get part of that from him because my, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell sometimes, though, because I mean, nature, nature versus nurture is always a questionable thing. Yeah, and it's hard to get the real evidence to back up either side of that story. But um, I guess one of the little th- threads that are starting to become common is that there's as much call or as as much uh, reason to suggest both play an equal part. I think. There's areas where our environment shape us, which has to really, but then there's also the genetic disposition that helps form us as well, I think. So from my perspective, and I'm no doctor or geneticist, um, I think it's it's uh, there's, there's cause for both to be, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, we also, besides those two too, we also make our own decisions in life once we get old of enough. Of course. And- Yes, they they lead us down our own paths that neither nature or nurture could would lead us down by themselves. Yeah, and that's where so, we yeah help form the unique story that makes each each of us an individual. I mean, all it takes is one moment in your life, and you could either change it for the better or change it for the worse. Yeah, and that's just the way that's just the way it goes. I mean, it's all decisions that you make in your mind, and it's just no way of knowing where. It all goes in. I mean, I wish there was a machine that you could scan your brain with and it could tell you, like, oh, you're genetically supposed to be this or you're yeah. genetically supposed to be in politics. Like, that, yeah. would, that would make life so much easier. Yeah. we It could turn the world into Gattaca as well. <laughs> Maybe. Basically. Yeah. Basically, I mean, yeah, you're, bar- you're barcoded from birth and you have to become what you're supposed to become. Yeah. Which, um, that'd be no fun. But it would make things a bit easier for us individually. Um, remove some of those questions that keep us awake at night. I guess considering the questions that keep us awake at night, if you're able to talk to or give advice to any donor-conceived children out there, have you got any advice that you'd like to pass on? Well, I mean, the only advice I could really give is buy a DNA kit and See, maybe you will have someone reach out to you as well. And I mean, but if you find out you're doing conceived, it's not all bad. I mean, the people who raised you are your parents. Yeah. I mean, if they weren't, if they weren't loving parents and if they were abusive parents or bad parents in some way, then yes, feel free to <laughs> accept that they're not your parents and take it with a sigh of relief. But <laughs> if your parents were good, if your parents were good parents and they loved you your whole life and did everything they, they could to support you and raise you, then those are your parents. Correct. I'm a, I'm a stepfather too myself. And yep. I mean, I just, I, I literally just married my girlfriend on this past Sunday. Oh, congratulations. Now, thank you. It was just a justice of the peace of the house type thing. We didn't do yep. any big ceremony or anything. And I both step, both my stepkids call me dad because I'm the one who raised them. Yeah. Since, since one was three and since one was one. Right. I've raised them and I've been there and 
when they're when they're hurt, they come to me. When when they're happy, they come to me to tell me what they're happy about. I mean, and I've supported them. I help them. I help the older one with his homework. I help the younger one with all her art projects or whatever. I mean, it's just it's a person who's there that raises you that is your real parent. Yeah. Biology doesn't make a person a parent. No. A person has to work to become a parent. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just conceive conceiving a child does not make you a parent. Yeah. You make yourself a parent by what you do after that child is born. Yes. I'll, I'll throw this last piece in for you. Yeah, sure. My Kurt, I refer to him when I, t- when I tell people about him now and when I talk about him, I call him my bio dad. Yeah. I don't even call, I do, I do not call him my dad because my dad's six feet under and he is was an amazing man. So he will always be my dad. Yes. Kurt is my bio dad because that's literally all he is, is my biological dad. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely true. No worries. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Jeremy, and sharing your story with us. Not a problem. I'm glad I could share it. Yes, it's uh, word. absolutely. It's been it's uh, been a fascinating journey to yeah share that with us. And yeah, we wish you all the very very best for the future. Thank you. My pleasure. And that was Jeremy Bryant, everybody, and he was sharing his story about donor conceived children and the uh, the stories that go along with that and he's our very very first guest from overseas in massachusetts in america i've just uh ruined that state for you apologies to all the massachusettsans out there um but thank you for coming on the show all the way from america and until next week that was the adoption chronicles thank you Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.